All right, welcome back to the PNTT Bracket Previews. Uh, next up is the Johnson Group. I am Coach JKB, and I'm joined by Future Star. How are you doing? Good, Coach. How about you? I am swell, and I am ready to talk about Eugene. That's the number one seed here, and uh, I think we're going to be talking a lot about them over the next 10, 15 minutes or so because this looks like the team. Uh, Eugene just graduated the 58-58 senior class, brought in 22 slash 17 for the freshmen. This is fresh off a season where they were uh, ranked 15th at the end of the year. That's the fifth straight season, maybe more, that they've been able to get into the top 15. Uh, also got to the second round of the NTT before flaming out there. Uh, but lots of talent on this team. They are the number three overall recruited team in the league. Uh, who do you see? What do you see? Um, yeah, so they lose only one starter. Um, is that right? Let me see. Yeah, they only lose one starter, uh, 6'5", small forward, Matthew Johnson. And they, well, you know, while well, it was the 15-18 class that they lose, they bring in 21-37. So, I mean, yeah, pretty boring signing day for them. They just like, you know, log on, ho-hum, another top 20 class. Here we go yeah. again. Um, yeah, and this is a team that's really built on defense. Uh, you know, they, they, they play in the know pretty good conference and they always play a reasonably tough schedule and last year they they allowed only 41 percent uh against from the field 47 percent true shooting um and they bring in guys that i I imagine are are in much the same mold you know they look like good defenders good quality players maybe no true superstars but uh, just good quality players and and i think they're just going to keep going where they left off right yeah, they kind of they grabbed a couple of guys. It's hard to read their stats, right? Nathaniel Cotton and Andrew Jackson were undersized. They're both six six. They played power forward and center in high school, so you know you can't really look at their shooting percentages to guess where they are there. Um, decent handling and defense, but you know how many blocks is a six six center really going to get? You know, it's hard to judge these guys, but. Uh, yeah, well, actually, two two blocks, blocks as a six six center is that actually leads me leads me to believe that these guys are pretty good defender and maybe a pretty good athlete. Right. That's not bad, <laughs> right? And they're they're adding into a team. I see last year's freshman point guard, you know, as part of this top fifteen finish they had on a freshman point guard. He was six foot one, Alexander Benson, uh, fifteen points, five assists, two steals, under two turnovers. Uh, that's really good performance. Yeah, yeah, and be a nice combo between him and Hunter Jones, um, Alexander Benson, uh, a little bit more the passer, Hunter Jones the finisher, but Benson also is a good scorer himself, um, and like I said, a lot of good role players. They get almost eight steals a game, they rebound well, they share the ball, um, really good three-point shooting team, even though it's from a little bit of low volume, and so just kind of efficient in all areas. Yeah, and, and good size on the bench, you know. Maybe one of those freshmen ends up being the small forward. They seem to have the versatility to do so. Uh, but even d- without that, they've got a couple six, uh, what is that, six eight, six ten, and six ten on the bench that could come in and fill out that starting lineup too. So plenty of size, plenty of skill here, huh? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it. I don't know where they want to go for small forward. I think I don't know if the guys that they had on the bench. Ideal. I mean, I, I don't know how he likes this coach likes it. I like a guy who could share the ball a little bit and you know, like, kind of like a hands guy at small forward. So I don't know if any of those guys fits the bill, or maybe they bring in this freshman uh, Nathaniel Cotton who is playing out of position at power forward. He looks like a guy who's a pretty good defender. Um, t- takes care of the ball reasonably well. Can contribute a few points. So they have some options. Yeah, uh, rich got richer kind of scenario, right? Yep, 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 for sure. 
let, let's slide down then. I think we know what we need to know about them. The mobile homes, or I should say mobile, right? This is down in the south, so I don't know how to pronounce their Yeah, state. it's mobile, but yeah, obviously the, the name is a nice little pun, mobile homes. <laughs> right, I love it. And that's Coach K-Ron, 78. Uh, they graduated the 69-57 class, decent one, and brought in a 109-40 class, which sounds like it's top-heavy. Right. Uh, what's happening here? Uh, yeah, so this is a team that actually made the NTT last year. Um, this has made the NTT two seasons in a row, um, so yeah. been on a nice little run. Um, but they, they, they lose two starters, one kind of a glue guy, but also uh, the starting shooting guard, Jason Holmes, who's kind of an oversized shooting guard. Um, and it's what they bring in, like you said, the class is based on the ranking. There's got to be one guy that's significantly better than the other two, or maybe two guys significantly better than the third guy. Um, looking at it, guessing that those two guys or, or one of those two guys would be between Gregory McLean and Christian Nelson, um, kind of a trend here. Two more guys were six, six playing out of position at power forward. Um, yep. So maybe the guys that uh, see their numbers increase when they move to to another position, and and one of them is is definitely going into the shooting guard spot because I don't see too many other options um, with yep. what they have. Yeah, and um, it's a funny uh, team, right? Because the sophomore and junior classes are all triple digit ranked, kind of doesn't look like there's anything useful coming out of there. But you get the really lopsided freshman class with probably one good player. And then the senior class is a 27 slash one senior class. So this will be a real top heavy roster. Yeah. And they, uh, they, that one is definitely, uh, definitely, you know, Julian Moore is, is sure. the guy. I mean, this guy is probably one of the best players in the league. He's a, uh, a former league player of the year, three time, uh, all league player. I mean, the, the offense is definitely going to go through him. He's just a dominant player, probably, one of the best centers, if not the best center in the league. Um, so um, that's always a nice, uh, nice thing to have if you're if you're lacking in a little bit of uh, supporting supporting talent. Yeah, and the rebounds are covered not only by him, but his uh, his classmate and power forward Kevin Grant uh, also grabs ten rebounds a game uh, to go with ten points at power forward. Yeah, they have a real solid front court. I mean, they're, they're, you're not, it's going to be tough to score on guys down low. Um, the front court is not, not an issue whatsoever. So um, it's more of filling in, um, you know, at the guard positions. I mean, even their point guard last year, Samuel Kenny, he's not your typical point guard. Um, he, he's only getting three assists per game. Doesn't really turn the ball over and is an okay defender. But um, they probably, in, in order to take that next step, they probably need a little help um, from their guard positions. So, um, you know, We'll see what uh, what some of these freshmen can provide. Well, speaking of guards, they're going to play some real nasty guards during this tournament. Um, they have to go up against Clearwater, and Clearwater has uh, Jeremiah Mitchum, who was a freshman last year, but a real good scorer and a, a really aggressive defender. Um, then they go up against Duluth, and Duluth has uh, Karan Davis, who is probably the best all-around guard in the league. At least he's in competition for that kind of role, so... Um, they they play a nasty schedule. Not not to mention the finisher against Eugene. So yeah, they um, kind of drew the short end of the stick as far as uh, out of group schedules. Uh, yeah, usually it's the number one seed in the group that gets that tough schedule. But Mobile yeah. drew drew these guys, and yeah, it, it's not it's not going to be. <laughs> I mean, they're a good team, and I think they're going to be okay overall during the season. But I think this tournament is not going to be pleasant for them. <laughs> yeah. No. So let's move along, though. We're going to get to South Bend now, the South Bend Orcas with Coach Whelan. Uh, last year, they were ranked run third, 130, 
Uh, this is a three seed who looks like they must have fallen off over the course of the season. They had a tough finish. Um, so, so 10 and 14 last year, they graduated the 158, 148 seniors and brought in 93, 84 as freshmen. So, so hopefully an improvement there. Uh, is there enough on this team to be competitive? Um, it doesn't look like it. And it's the right. team that's kind of been stuck in that kind of PTT, RTT um, position the last maybe six, seven, eight seasons. A team that had typically been pretty successful and made a lot of NTTs early on. Um, but um, they've been kind of stuck in the middle, you know, just basically like a 500 team. And while the guys that they bring in are probably better than the guys that leave, um, I don't see any real difference makers there. Maybe just like, you know, a few decent glue guys. Um, but I don't know if it's going to make a difference overall. Yeah. They returned all five starters, which is nice. So at least they know what they're going to do. Um, you know, maybe a team that's adjusting their uh, lineup early in the season, they'll hold an advantage there. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it was kind of weird the the way they ran, ran the way they ran their lineup last year. I mean, they had uh, they this uh, Noah Bennett is six one, kind of a, not a traditional spot. He's been a small forward all um, all, all uh, his his career so far, and yeah. he gets seven assists per game, two point three steals. Maybe turns the ball over a little too much, so maybe that's why they're not putting him at point guard. But I'd I'd rather see a guy like that at point guard where he can handle the ball a little more and share it, and then maybe that would help their offensive efficiency. I don't know what you would do about that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I mean, their other guards are small, 6'3 and 6'5, but you almost just as well put the 6'5 guy at small forward. Um, but you're right, we'll, we'll see how the coach plays it. Um, uh, the freshman class you kind of went over, not not much addition. They've got at least they got a six nine guy who seems like he can shoot a little bit. I don't know if he's enough to crack the roster, but but at least they'll have some depth there in the front court. They yeah, need yeah, they need some. Yeah, the, you know, what, I mean, they have a few deficiencies, but one of them is is uh, sharing the ball, and looks like all three guys that they're bringing in, you know, are, are pretty unselfish. They all can pass a little bit, um, so maybe that, you know, by by moving it around a little bit, maybe it helps uh, increase their their efficiency. But you know, we'll see. Um, yeah, Juan Hooper at six nine, he's the type of player that I like. You know, kind of a big guy that can defend a little bit, can pass a little bit, can score. You know, contribute. He's not even though he's scoring. 10 points a game in high school and college, probably not so much, but he's got to chip in maybe five or six points a game. He's always a helpful uh, player to have, but uh, like I said, overall, maybe not enough to, to, to really do any damage in this group, especially. Yep. All right. Well, let's move on. That That's good for the South Bend Orcas. Uh, the last team is the Culver city Butterburgers. That's an awesome team name. <laughs> Yeah, Butterburger. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, I was noticing Eugene. They, they, they play some great teams. They play the Butterburgers and the Butt Sniffers in the same, the same awesome. tournament. So, so it's like the double butt, uh, double butt schedule. So uh, Culver City. That's been Coach Kamak for the past ten seasons. Uh, he's coming off a PTT appearance. There were a couple NTT appearances. He put in a couple seasons back. So the team's been there. Um, they graduated, boy, they, they graduated the 130 slash 92 class, but it included a really good score that they relied heavily on. Um, and then they brought in 82 slash 94. I, I like to think they dropped down a little, even though they brought in a better class. What do you see? Yeah, so they lose, even though the class was ranked 130 slash 92, um, yeah. they're losing 39 points. 39 points a game from, you know, they're the, and they weren't a real high scoring team last year. So they're losing more than 50% of their offense and yeah. they're bringing in guys who 
definitely are not big scores. I mean, maybe Javier Workman, who scored 13 points a game, is an undersized center. Maybe he yeah. impro- improves his output a little bit, but the other two are not going to provide any offense. Um, so they're going to have to find some somewhere, you know, some bigger opportunities for some other players. Um, but I don't know if any of them really have the ability to do that. So I think this is a team that's really going to have to win by playing defense and maybe slowing it down because the offense just isn't going to be there. Yeah, and I don't even know if uh, if, if if today's game uh, will allow for that kind of success. Yeah, um, yeah. Nobody that's coming off the no, there's nobody to come off the bench to bring in a spark. Uh, you're right. They they put everything into Deshaun Schroeder last year, and I feel like that's that's the extent of what they had for talent. And we're going to be looking at uh, a slow run for Culver City maybe for the next couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're definitely going to be going to be chasing guys a good score. I mean. It, it, I know those are tough to get, but I mean, maybe you have to, sometimes you have to just take a shot and, and go after guys that maybe have some, some real deficiencies elsewhere. Maybe a guy who's not a great defender or is not real smart or whatever, just to try and bring in a guy who can come in and, and give you a 15, 20 points a game. All right. That covers our four teams for the bracket. Uh, do you have a pick? Um, yeah, I think this one's pretty straightforward. I think Eugene, not only because it looks like the other three teams well, you know, we're kind of struggling to begin with, and then none of them really picked up um, anything super impactful in recruiting. Uh, Eugene, I think, is gonna gonna pretty easily win this group. And while their out of group schedule is reasonably tough, um, I think the other teams are gonna have even an even harder time. So I think Eugene's a pretty safe pick here. You're right. Even even at four and two, Eugene, I don't think anyone else gets even to three and three. I think they'll have a a gap and maybe a chance to run up the, the plus minus and get a, a more favorable seating with that. Right. Right. Yeah. Especially, especially if they can run it up and get that point differential up there, which I think with, with what they have, um, I think that's, you know, they're going to be able to hold teams pretty, you know, on, on defense to, to, you know, maybe yeah. 60 points a game or something like that with this group. So I think they're going to have a nice point differential at the end of the tournament. Agreed with that. So what do you see as highlight players in this group? Um, well, for, for starters with Eugene, just that dynamic guard group of uh, Benson and Jones. I think uh, these guys, um, they put up about 35 points between them uh, last season. And I think that's only going to get better, um, you know, with, with a year under their belt. Um, I think they're really poised to take off. So I'll be real excited to see see what kind of numbers they put up in this tournament. Yeah, and then in Mobile, yeah, the highlight is on Julian Moore, who's going to, you know, he'll make a run for League Player of the Year down there at center. But he's a 2010 machine, and let's, you know, see how much defense he can rack up while he's at it. Yeah, yeah, between him and Kevin Grant, um, yeah, you've got a really quality front court. Yeah, so actually, even though this, this group is a little bit lopsided, you have probably one of the best uh, backcourt tandems and one of the best front frontcourt tandems in the league. Yeah, and it's and out on top of that, I'm looking for Juan Hooper. He's the freshman coming into South Bend. I, I know they have a decent lineup and had a couple big guys they like, but I really hope Juan Hooper gets some starts. Uh, he kind of looks like he can do anything, and he might end up being their best shooter this year. Uh, it'll be between him and William Combs. Yep, for sure. Well, all right, that covers the most recent Johnson bracket. Uh, Thank you all for your time, and we'll be back with another shortly.